compatriots, comrades, and chums, the Rotoplay Network welcomes you to What's Your Role, the show that goes behind the scenes of your favorite actual play podcasts. And here's your host, Jimmy Sprinkles. Greetings, listeners, and welcome to What's Your Role, the show that chips away at the roleplay rock to uncover a sparkling array of precious characters ready to be explored. My name is Jimmy Sprinkles, and with me this evening is some of the cast of Follow the Leader, an actual play podcast that utilises more mechanics than Formula One and NASCAR combined. Welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Makes us sound fast. (laughs) (laughs) So with us this evening, we have, am I pronouncing this correct? Is it Mab? Yes. Excellent. So we have Mab and we have Dora. Hey, how are you? So... Could you perhaps tell us a little bit about the show, first of all, for for some of our listeners that may have not listened before? Because it's a slightly different format to more traditional actual plays out there, isn't it? Yeah. um, So the main thing about Follow the Leader is uh, we do a lot of one shots. Sometimes the one shots are interconnected, but we do these one shots uh, using uh, GM-less games or um, sometimes they're called storytelling games. So we don't have a GM as such. Usually uh, it's quote-unquote led or facilitated by uh, one of the cast members. Uh, But the idea is that we all have an equal stake in the narrative. And uh, we also tend to utilize the same kind of rotating cast of characters. So we all have a stable of characters that we pull from. And it's kind of like uh, to utilize... uh, fan fiction terms it's uh, alternate universe uh, versions of the different characters in different settings so okay fantastic and yeah I was going to ask you about that because I did do my homework I have listened to <laughs> the Hindley Manor arc which I, I was saying before you came on was just fantastic it was it was it was really really good I, I love the cackling that goes on between you as well you just there's so much cackling it's brilliant so just a little bit about, about the characters to begin with then. You have these characters that move from system to system. You each have two or three characters, is that correct? Um, it's usually around, I think, four is our average. So that way we have kind of a little deeper pull to pull from. Um, yeah, about four is the average. The characters themselves, do you change the characters at all is it literally you just kind of up and plonk them into the scenario and they're the same characters or do they adapt for the the scenario that they're in um i think the easiest way to describe it is like we kind of have an essence of what the character is like a, a kind of oh gosh i've been thinking about work too much because the thing that comes to mind is like a mission statement, but that's not uh, exactly what I'm going for, but just like a, a couple of sentences that kind of encapsulate the core of their character. And then we try to build off of that uh, depending on the setting. And sometimes the characters evolve and change based on what happens. Like we had an arc where everybody was in uh, high school, basically. <laughs> and uh, we were playing Fiasco, and one of the things about Fiasco is you establish different character relationships based on die rolls, and because of that, my character in that arc uh, ended up being related to another character in that arc, and that's something that we've decided to carry forward. Now that's just a part of the base character is she and this other character are related now. 
Mab, I'm going to come to you now because normally this is the part of the show where we would ask the GM to uh, lay out a nice location, a scene, an environment, if you were, where we might have this, this interview, this conversation. So because we don't have a GM, Mab, I'm going to ask you, where would you like our conversation this evening to take place? Where would be the ideal location for your characters? Well, I think since we've been talking a lot about the Hindley Mansion arc, in that case, um, I played the character Davy Jane, and he was someone who is a YouTuber. He is a fancy boy, so he does have a nice fancy, like, little office. So I think maybe, you know, like, the, the office slash production studio where he works out of, that'd be a good little place to host our interview. Okay, then that's where we're going to go. So we'll come on to characters now because what I'd like you to do is I would like you to tell me about Dora's character. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm just just laughing about that character. (laughs) Tell me about Marius. What would I need to know as a new listener to follow the leader about Marius? Do you want me 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 or Dora to answer that? (laughs) I'd like you to answer that, please. Okay. (laughs) They are basically, if you took the archetypical stodgy um, researcher historian character and just plunked them right down in the middle of a setting, then they're just like, one, why did you take me away from my books? Two, why did you take me away from my books? Um, And three, what is the most interesting thing here that I can find and start to dissect? Uh, that's kind of the core tenant of Marius. <laughs> okay. Dora, would you agree with that? Or is there, or is there more to Marius that, that Mab might not have picked up on? Um, I think that uh, she forgot to mention that they're, they're a little self-absorbed. Um, <laughs> you know, not, they, they tend to be a jerk, but not because they're malicious. It's because they just... Uh, they don't realize that other people have feelings. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, cool. So what about Davy then? I get the impression there's a lot of love for Davy. <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, Davy is a precious cinnamon roll who needs to be protected, even though uh, he universally has a tragic backstory, which is very, very sad-making. He started out as Space Hamlet, but what is a vlogger? Um, And uh, he usually, like I said, has a tragic backstory about uh, his family dying. But uh, that doesn't make him an angsty boy. He's just a fancy boy, like Mab said. And I think that he's always willing to think the best of people, despite everything that's happened to him. Um, I wouldn't say he's got a sunny disposition, but he's still generally very very trusting even when maybe he shouldn't be so yeah i think that that's the base of davy awesome (laughs) and when you first started the series did these characters just evolve from the first game that you played or were they characters that you had created in in 
in a separate session. Like, um, Marius is a refugee from a game that I played in that kind of petered out, but I still was deeply in love with being the character. So it's like, well, I'm just going to bring you over uh, when we start this podcast. But other characters have kind of come in as we needed them, mm -hmm. uh, I think. At least that's that's how it's been for me. Yeah, I think um, before we even got to this arc in particular, Marius was in two or three others. But yeah, like Dora had said, they had started as a, a separate campaign character. Davy started like strictly for Follow the Leader. We played a game of Fiasco. It was our third arc. Um, I made him then, but uh, basically have just been picking him up and plopping him in other mainly space settings, but <laughs> um, we've been doing a lot of those. But um, yeah, a lot of our characters are either like rehashed old RP characters that don't get used anymore or were created specifically for within the context of a game and then we're able to port variously through other, um, through other arcs. Yeah, I, I always find that's the, like the, the greatest tragedy of RPGs is the, is the characters that get left behind. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I like the fact that you're holding the flags for these characters. I guess the question is for both of you, what kind of attracted you to this one-shot format? Why go for a series of quote-unquote simpler systems than, you know, something like D&D &D or Pathfinder or Call of Cthulhu or something like that? So I'm going to be 100% honest. Uh, when I conceived of the podcast, I was thinking to myself two things. First of all, I don't want to GM all the time. And second of all, wow, scheduling looks like a nightmare. What if we had a format that would allow us to not have to have everybody in the same place at the same time all the time? So these were two big influences on why I chose the format that I did. Yeah, and ha having just come, well, nearly being off the back of a, a very, very long arc, <laughs> I can see why you would do that. I think it, it works quite well. And I think it allows lesser known games to emerge as well. I'd heard of Fiasco, but I, I went through the list of some of the, the systems that you'd run and, and there were a fair few that I wasn't massively familiar with. Not that I'm an expert, but I mean, are there any systems that you, that you would like to play that you haven't gotten around to yet? We have a whole really big list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like every time we're just like, oh, hey, look, here's another one. Here's another one. Oh, yeah, let me. GM'd. I bet we can hack it, though. <laughs> Yeah, let me go to our, uh, we have uh, an internal Discord and we have a list of like uh, channels for different games we want to play. And so we've got a channel for Norlandia. Um, we've got a channel for what's probably going to be Dusk to Midnight. Um, we have a channel for Laser Kittens, Dialect. Yeah, I mean, we've got a lot of different things that we really want to play. And that's just the stuff that we've kind of committed to saying we're going to do this in the future. There's also a lot of games that we have in our channel where we, we kind of talk about game materials and it's just like, ooh, this looks fun. Ooh, this looks fun. So we've got a lot of stuff that it's like, <laughs> there's, there's not enough time in the, in the month for all of the things we want to play, honestly. I feel you there. I suppose I've got to ask, really. Do you have a favorite system that you like to play or that you've 
particularly enjoyed? I always, I really love Fiasco. <laughs> it's an awful game, but <laughs> I love it. And Karma has become kind of like the nicer Fiasco because it's not so black and white at the end. Um, and it's a lot easier to have like a, a gentler ending because we, when we did the high school arc, that was the gentle fiasco um, mm -hmm. and it was still very brutal to one of the characters who hadn't really done anything, but because of that, she didn't get a lot of dice. Um, and then uh, we've also really fallen in love with the town is full of monsters as the group of us, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. For me, I love karma because it's got the cool mechanic of people being able to introduce complications in any scene that kind of like keeps you involved, even if your character isn't in the scene. And uh, this town is full of monsters is just um, for those who aren't familiar with it. It's kind of like a game that's, that's made to, to kind of evoke the sort of uh, atmosphere of like stranger things where you build a town that's like under threat from nebulous eldritch forces and it really lends itself to kind of long form play where you get to inhabit this town and really poke at its secrets and it's interested in in asking questions rather than answering them and it's just it's so delightful cool which arc is that on the show that's one of our kind of recurring arcs it started out with um we call it our City of Gulls arc because it started out with the arc where we played um, The Sundered Land by uh, Vincent Baker. Uh, mm -hmm. But then we kind of created the, the city where we ended up uh, using The Quiet Year. And then we've been playing in that city uh, during this town, using this town is full of monsters. Arc four is where it starts. Then arc seven is where we do the city building. And then I think it's 15... And 24 in this town is full of monsters. It's it's kind of like our big project. Cool, cool. I will I will definitely listen to it. It's another listen version of Marius as well. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Is Davy in there? Uh, not yet, but we are actually, uh, peek behind the curtain, going to be playing a game of Echo um, uh, that uses it and... So we've brought in Davey um, and a few of the other kids that we have, or AKA the innocents, <laughs> um, <laughs> the ones that are younger and naive acting at least, and we're going to make them kids. So he'll be in there, but cool. kind of as a rule of thumb that we have for the podcast is that everyone exists within every universe. We just don't always focus on them. I like that idea as a GM. I like that idea of mm -hmm. knowing that there are, certain things happening and going on that might not be you know right. yeah. in game. it's really satisfying and there's always going to be like those moments where you can kind of bring everything together so now it's that time of the show where we take a little break and let you hear from some of our friends in the podcasting community but before we do our in-house bard love day spraggins has another bard against humanity to challenge our guests with love day are you there Day. Ah, Jimifum. Yes, yes, I heard you caterwauling from so far away. Yes, well, let's get on with it, shall we? So what have you got for our cast tonight, then? 
This is the way the world ends. Not with a bang, but with a blank. All right then, well we'll find out what the cast of Follow the Leader come up with right after this short message. Life's a game, the world's a stage, and we are all merely role players. Join members of Blackshaw Theatre Company as they try on all the many roles there are to play. You are Blackshaw Theatre, nobody else knows. You're also investigators of inexplicable happenings, (laughs) deputies of federal law enforcement, master thieves and con artists. Hooray! (laughs) Merely role players, where theatrical people play role-playing games. New episodes every week, new stories and new genres every season. Just search for Merely Role Players wherever you find podcasts. Welcome back to part two of What's Your Role? Mab and Dora, have you come up with a response for our beloved bard? Uh, Let's start with Lady Mab. This is the way the world ends. Not with a bang, but with a... A gathering of ghosts. A ghostly haunt. Just a bunch of them. Just... Right down onto us. That's it. <laughs> We're all going to die by ghosts. And then we'll join them. <laughs> Thank you very much, Davey. Um, <laughs> all right. So, Dora. This is the way the world ends. Not with a bang, but with a... The weight of the masses' ignorance. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> off, Marius. <laughs> Amazing. Okay. Yeah. Um, you, you both you both score 27 points each. <gasps> so we're going to play another little game now. I call this It's Canon. It's a variation of Two Truths and a Lie. What I'm going to ask the pair of you to do is, Dora, as Marias, you are going to give Davey Two Truths and a Lie. Mab? As Davey, you're going to give Marias two truths and a lie, and you both have to figure out which is the lie. I got three wildly different things. <laughs> <laughs> Davey, if you'd like to tell us your two truths and a lie. All right. So, got my headphone cord in the way. Um, when I was in high school, I was on, in a stage production of Shakespeare's Midsummer Night's Dream as Puck. Or I've had several years of ballroom dance classes under my belt. Or I don't like pumpkin pie. Hmm. There's no way Davy would be cast as Puck. <laughs> Is that your final answer? Yes. That is indeed the lie. Back. <laughs> oh man, you know each other too well. <laughs> no, I'm going to bonk this. I'm going to be so bad. I'm sorry, Marius. <laughs> just right off. I'm just going to tell you right now. There's too many universes for Marius to pick from. I was, I was thinking of these specifically from the Hindley Manor yeah. universe. So, okay, um, <laughs> You're not summoning yes. forces of darkness yet. No, just kidding. You didn't. No. <laughs> Um, so, uh, as a child, I was forced to participate in band as an extracurricular activity, (laughs) or it only took three years to achieve my undergraduate degree, or I eschew caffeine and other stimulants as they cloud the mind. I do believe you only had chamomile tea every time we hang out together. Um, so... 
<sighs> Let's see. I don't know. I don't feel you were a band type. I would put you more in a debate crew as an extracurricular activity. Is that mm. your final answer? Yes. You're correct. Yes. amazing fantastic so let's step away from the past and start thinking about the future map how would you like your your character to develop what hope do you think they have for the future and how are they going to achieve it um i think definitely within the setting of this universe um a lot of it is dealing with him coming to terms with the loss of his family um and because he's a fairly young person i think he's like early 20s 23 or something like that and consistently he's been alone for a long period of time and um so i think you know him just being able to to amass a collection of people around him to become a new family we've got that good found family trope um and just being able to like probably move on from the ghost hunting world and move on to something a little more stable um and a little less like consistently terrorizing to your sanity so you know just being able to settle down i think is a big thing for him He's a sweet boy, isn't he? He's a sweet boy. <laughs> <laughs> and um, what about Marius then? I I really want them to kind of realize the value of interpersonal connections and to start thinking about other people and thinking about how their actions impact other people. And I mean, I think that in this particular universe, they're well on their way but it's still a work in progress. So do you think it's going to be more of a slow burn than a moment of clarity? It's going to be something that develops over time? Yeah, definitely. That's not the kind of thing that changes overnight. Mm-hmm. Cool. Is there anything else that you would like to share or tell us about, you know, these characters and sort of moving forward with the podcast without spoilers, obviously? <laughs> um. We're excited to eventually return to um, another game of Karma with Ghost Hunters and especially um, bringing in more quote unquote guests on Davy's show, uh, being able to like bring in more other, you know, just other people. So it's not just Kari and Marius. And we have our, I think our Halloween special um, second episode will be at the time of this recording going out tomorrow. Um, they created a delightfully wicked house that I think we're going to get the chance to explore. So that'll be exciting. But just being able to, to go back to it, I think, and just explore what further methods of torment we can instill upon these characters. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's always, just in general for the podcast, we're always looking to put the characters into new and interesting configurations like uh, one configuration I desperately want to see is Marius with one of Mab's other characters, uh, <laughs> uh, Kerrigan, Carrie Kestrel. I just absolutely need that in my life and we haven't had the opportunity to have that happen yet. So eventually it has to happen. They'd be so vicious to each other. It's going to be delightful. Is it going to be a little bit kind of chalk and cheese? Very contrasting characters. Carrie when we were playing the high school fiasco game, 
I created as that mean girl in high school, you know, so beautiful, blonde, perfect at everything type of person that no one likes. Um, and so it's just definitely going to be two people that have similar personalities uh, in as much as they are very much like, they're just, they're just going to clash and it's going to be great. <laughs> All right, then. So let's step away from the future and back into the present because alas it's now time to wrap things up dora mab thank you so much for coming on what's your role it's been delightful listening to you and <laughs> i should ask do you have anything else to plug yeah dora you do yeah um so uh i've got a couple of things i'd like to plug uh the first thing is kind of serious um you know, there's a lot of stuff going on just in the world today, particularly in the USA. Um, so I want to plug uh, RACES, um, which is an organization that um, does aid for um, immigrants, particularly uh, immigrants in Texas, I believe, to try to ameliorate the issues that, you know, we're experiencing there with, you know, the treatment of immigrants uh, in that area. So if you have the ability to donate time or, or financially to this organization, that would be really awesome. Um, and the second one is uh, a different podcast that I'm on with some uh, friends called Dumb Kids Playing Hero, which is uh, kind of influenced by Animorphs. This one is GM'd though, so it's a much different speed. Okay, thanks very much. And if you send me the information uh, about the charity, I'll, I'll put it in the notes and bits and pieces with links and whatnot. Sure thing. Well, thank you both once again. We hope you've enjoyed tonight's episode. Don't forget, you can follow us on Twitter at What's Your Role and our sister shows at RTPN Red Death and at RTP Network. And you can hear yours truly, that's at Jimmy Sprinkles, that's two S's at the end, GMing at Ritz on Bikes bi-monthly. But for now, it's goodbye. Thank you for listening to What's Your Role? Featuring Jimmy Sprinkles as your host and Fiona Howard as Love Days Projects. If there's an upcoming guest or info on how you can join Jimmy and Love Day, be sure to follow us at What's Your Role or contact us at roleplaynetwork.com. What's Your Role is for the Role to Play Network production.